welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 125, Willpower for Weight Loss. Earlier this week I asked members of the podcast Facebook community what is their biggest obstacle when it comes to achieving their dream weight and or relationship with food. By the way, if you're not in our free podcast Facebook community then do come along and join us. We are at www.facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash lose weight live life. Okay. So, as I was just saying, I asked members of the community what their biggest obstacle was when it comes to achieving their dream weight and or relationship with food. And alongside some of the reasons frequently cited, such as chocolate, emotional eating and self-sabotage, was a lack of willpower. And so that's what we're going to be focusing on today. However, for anyone looking for more information about chocolate and overcoming obstacles in general, check out podcast episode number 54, Why Do I Want Chocolate and Cake When I Know They're Not Good for My Health? And episode number 53 called Obstacle Thinking. So willpower, what is it? Do we or don't we need it for weight loss? How can we create more willpower or better willpower? What are alternatives to willpower that can help us? We're answering these questions and more on this podcast episode. Why? Well, because when you think you need more willpower than you have to lose weight, the way we usually phrase it is that we don't have enough willpower or that our willpower isn't strong enough. We're kind of assuming two things that actually make weight loss more difficult. The first is that weight loss is going to be difficult and that it is going to be a battle. Sometimes I think the idea of weight loss almost tires us out before we get started. We dread the idea of it so much we often put it off for weeks, months or years. And if we're gaining weight in the meantime, well, of course, we then anticipate the journey becoming even more difficult or taking even longer. And so we want to avoid it even more and it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy. Okay. And the second is that we believe we're lacking in some way or ill-equipped to lose weight. And that's simply not true. All of us, including you, if you think you're the exception here, have everything you need within you to lose weight and manage your weight for life. You just need to know how to use what you already have within you. You might like to think of it a little bit like you not being aware of all of the features on your phone. They're there, but no one's shown you how to use them. But when they do, all of a sudden, certain ways of using your phone become a lot easier or a lot quicker. And it's exactly the same when it comes to weight loss. When we think we don't possess the skills or capabilities we need to lose weight, we get stuck and we don't know how to move forward. But it's not that we don't have the skills and capabilities. We've just not been shown how to access all the features and capabilities within us. And today we're going to explore willpower. You're going to learn how to unlock a couple of those features and capabilities within you that you can apply to your weight loss to help you get away from feeling a lack of willpower or self-control so that you go into the space of knowing what to do the next time you feel that way. But first, what is willpower? Willpower, she might also think of as self-control or self-discipline, refers to the ability to exert control over oneself 
in order to pursue long-term goals or resist short-term temptations. It involves the capacity to make conscious decisions and override impulses or desires that may hinder progress or lead to undesirable outcomes. When we think about exerting control over ourselves, so self-control, we often think about it in the context of action or inaction. So, for example, do we take the biscuit, action, or leave it on the plate, inaction? Or do we go for our morning walk, action, or stay at our desk, inaction? And we may consider or our decision to do so in these cases is down to willpower. But what we often forget is that willpower is also at play before we even get to that decision part, that action part about what we do or don't do. Willpower is also at play as it impacts the thoughts and feelings that lead us to make the decision to act or not. The concept of willpower has been extensively studied in psychology and has been linked to various aspects of self-regulation, self-discipline and goal pursuit. And research in this field has explored the cognitive and emotional processes underlying willpower, its relationship to motivation and self-control, and strategies for enhancing and maintaining it. And one of the main key things that often comes up is that willpower can be depleted over time through willpower exertion, but also that it can be replenished through rest, relaxation, and engaging in activities that restore mental energy. So that's question to ask is willpower just mental energy? Interestingly, studies have demonstrated that willpower depletion can be influenced by factors such as fatigue, stress, and individual differences. For instance, sleep deprivation or chronic stress can deplete our willpower reserves and make self-control more difficult to maintain. Makes sense really, doesn't it, when we think about it. When we're feeling under the weather, when we're feeling tired, we often notice that we are more likely to turn to food, whether we tell it tell ourselves it's to help us to feel better or to comfort ourselves or just give us the energy that we're lacking. But is it that our willpower is actually depleted? Furthermore, the depletion of willpower is believed to be due to the consumption of limited psychological resources. And this one's really interesting, particularly glucose, which is the brain's primary source of energy. So when we exert self-control, research suggests that it depletes our glucose levels, resulting in a state of reduced willpower or self-control capacity. So is it any wonder then that willpower isn't the most effective strategy to reduce food consumption if our physiological response to using willpower is a primal desire to eat more. Okay, so it's just a little bit of sort of um, background there and research in terms of willpower. Now, what that leads me to ask is, do we or don't we need willpower for weight loss or is willpower an effective strategy for weight loss? And my take on this is that willpower is not an effective strategy to avoid eating foods you desire, crave or have the urge to eat. Does it necessarily mean it's not an effective strategy for weight loss, but primarily it's not an effective strategy to avoid eating foods you desire, crave, or have the urge to eat. And I think that when we consider we don't have enough willpower to succeed at weight loss, this is often the area that we're referring to. When we use willpower to resist eating foods we desire, we're pitting ourselves against ourselves. We're pitting different parts of ourselves against each other, which feels awful and is draining. So if you're using willpower for weight loss in this way, then I urge you to seek out alternative strategies. However, where I think willpower may be useful and whether or not we think about it as willpower or in a different way, I'll get onto that later, but where it may be useful or some different way of reframing willpower may be useful is in exploring how we use willpower to do all the little things that support us on our weight loss journey. Things like planning, getting enough sleep, taking care of ourselves in non-food ways, basically all the tools that you learn about inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. So 
What I want to dig into here, I want to explore with you what it might look like to use willpower as a part of your strategy to support yourself in your weight loss journey. For example, setting clear habits or action goals or ways of being goals. Um, Now, this isn't the normal type of goal setting that you might think of when it comes to weight loss. And this topic actually came up in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy this week because we were talking about how often when we set a weight goal, such as lose X pounds in Y weeks for my summer holiday, it can for some people, not for everyone, but for many people, hinder their progress instead of helping them achieve the weight loss that they want, which of course is the purpose behind setting the goal in the first place. So it becomes counterintuitive. Um, So that's not what I'm talking about here when I'm saying setting goals. I'm referring to setting the goal of doing what you decide you want to do daily or weekly to help you with your weight loss. So for example, um, daily urge work, that's something that we're doing in the academy at the moment, daily reflection or thought work, getting consistent sleep, drinking water so that you stay hydrated, moving daily, consistently writing down what you eat in a non-judgmental way. Willpower, if we want to use that way of thinking about it, can be useful when it comes to doing these things. And by the way, if the term willpower doesn't feel good to you, then I suggest you find an alternative way of thinking about it, such as intention, and I'm going to dive deep into that later in just a few minutes, self-control or self-focus. Actively think about these similar but slightly different words and phrases to consider which feelings or emotions they generate within you so you find the ones that feel good for you. When you think about helping yourself to do the things you want to do to achieve the results that you want, you want to think about it in a way that feels good. And if willpower doesn't feel great to you, don't use that word. Don't think about it in that way. So if you have been attempting to to track your eating habits, for example, so that you can learn from them, does it feel better for you to do that from a place of being intentional, from a place of thinking about it in terms of being self-controlled or self-focused or using willpower? Or you could even think about it just from the place of being willing. Am I just, am I willing to do that for me? I think using being willing is very different to using willpower, which for me still feels like a battle and forcing oneself. But that could just be me and my associations of the word willpower and what it means to me because of previous failed diet attempts where I felt I needed to use willpower. So even though I'm talking about willpower here and how it can be useful when applied to very small things, that when done consistently, make weight loss easier, do check in with yourself and see what that word, what referencing willpower feels like to you. And if it doesn't feel good, look for an alternative way of thinking about it. So other ways that you may want to use willpower or however you want to think about it as an alternative um, or being willing, for example, to help you could be practicing managing your thoughts or journaling. Or it could be something like actively providing your brain with evidence to support new beliefs. This is a really, really useful practice. Actually, it's an area that I want to dig into more um, as a part of what we're doing in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. So actively providing your brain with evidence to support the new beliefs that you want to create to help you with your weight loss journey. What would be an example of this? Well, for example, if you've got a habit of eating way too much cheese each evening and you know that eating the cheese in the way that you do is hindering weight loss or contributing to weight gain, then maybe seeking out the latest articles, research and information about the challenges that saturated fats create in your body will make it easier for you to not want to eat the cheese. Now, just to be clear, this isn't about demonizing cheese. I love cheese and I eat a lot of it. But if you personally have decided that eating less cheese would help you, then it's possible that you knowing and understanding 
how the high saturated fat content of cheese and or the high sodium content when eaten in excess could contribute to making, you know, hindering your weight loss goals, um, could contribute to health problems. Maybe if you've got a history of heart disease and high cholesterol in your family, knowing these things, informing yourself, empowering yourself to make really informed decisions will make it easier for you to genuinely not want the cheese. And then you don't need to rely on willpower quite so much to not eat it because you've used your willpower in a far smaller dose to do a few minutes of research that led you to deciding that you didn't want your cheese ahead of you going into battle with yourself to not eat it. Okay, so the next question I wanted to consider here with you is how can we create more willpower or better willpower? Now, I'm not sure that we can create more willpower, but I think that we can better allocate the reserves of willpower we have so that we have them available to us when they're most needed. Now, this looks like taking care of ourselves and proactively meeting our needs instead of pushing ourselves to the point where we must react to a lack of needs being met and push through using willpower. For example, don't sit at your desk working all day until you can't stand it anymore and find yourself experiencing an intensive urge to eat, which you then need to use a huge dose of willpower to resist. Instead, take frequent breaks, use small amounts of willpower to be intentional about instructing your day to incorporate fresh air, taking 10 minutes to chat to a colleague, moving around, taking a few minutes to meditate or do some breath work, and of course, fueling and hydrating your body well. Using little doses of willpower to do these things throughout your day will mean that you avoid the requirement for the huge dose of willpower you need to override a food urge when you're totally depleted. So what are the alternatives to willpower that can help us? As I alluded to earlier, it suits me to not think in terms of needing or using willpower. And I've explored some alternative reframes for willpower. One is tough love, another is self-control, and then there's also self-discipline, intention, self-focus, self-love, and, and there will be loads more as well. I urge you to think about what feels right for you. For example, for some of you, the idea of tough love might be very loving, whereas for others of you, it might bring up memories of being spanked as a child. And so that's probably not going to be a useful way for you to think about tough love if that's what it means for you. For others of you, the idea of self-love may feel really good and in alignment with you taking care of yourself so that you can be as healthy as you can possibly be physically and emotionally. But for others of you, the idea of self-love or the concept of self-love might bring up memories of a narcissist who's previously been in your life. And if so, that's not going to work for you. There is no right way to think about this, only you considering and choosing the right way for you to think about it. So for me, being intentional, being willing, asking myself what's loving for me in this situation work well. Even though for decades I thought that what I needed was more self-control, more discipline and more willpower. I now know that's not the case. Thinking I needed more of these things that I, of course, thought I didn't have meant that for decades I thought I just wasn't enough. I was broken. I was weak. I was incapable. Letting go of the need to have these things gave me space to breathe and energy to find a new way of being. And what I want to explore with you in more detail here is being intentional. So what does it mean to be intentional? OK, if we explore that in just a bit more detail as one option, as an alternative to willpower. So for me, being intentional means to act with purpose, with conscious thought, deliberate decision making, specifically ahead of time, 
It involves being aware of my actions, my choices and their consequences and aligning them with my values, goals and desired outcomes. And we have a lot of worksheets inside of the Academy to really help you with this. Um, if the idea of being intentional resonates with you, this is what you might want to do to incorporate being intentional to help you get started or move forward with your weight loss journey. OK, so number one, get clear on why you want to lose weight, be healthier, manage your emotional eating, reduce your insulin levels and balance your hormones, whatever it is your goal or desired outcome is. You're going to want these things to help you guide your decisions and actions. So, for example, if one of your goals is to balance your hunger hormones because you are notice that you're more hungrier than you should be. So if you're really, really hungry and you've got lots of excess fat on your body, just pause and take a moment to consider why is that? Why is it when your body has got plenty of energy reserves on it? Are you so hungry all of the time? Could be to do with your hunger hormones. So if you're looking at balancing your hunger hormones, which often primarily looks like getting insulin in balance, and you get insulin in balance by consistently managing your blood glucose levels, if you're being faced with a decision about whether to have the chicken wings and sticky barbecue sauce, which of course would be full of sugar and very, very sweet, versus the paprika spice, you easily align your decision with what's important to you by avoiding the ones that will create the glucose blood sugar spike. Okay, And it's easy to do that because you got very clear on what your goal was, what your intention was, what you were focusing on, that it's going to be important to you as a part of your weight loss journey journey to balance your hunger hormones. Okay, So that's really in alignment with that. So this is about being intentional, empowering yourself, making informed decisions. Number two, being intentional might look like practicing mindfulness and awareness. So being intentional requires being present in the current moment and actively being aware of your thoughts, feelings, and the impact of your action. It involves paying attention to your surroundings and the people you interact with and the choices you make, as an example. And we're doing a lot of work on this inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy this month, which is where are we? We're in June 2023, if you're listening to this podcast episode in the future as we're spending a whole month diving into better understanding and managing food urges. For you, this look might look like noticing when you open the fridge door, looking for something to eat before you grab the cheese. I've got cheese on my mind a lot this morning, haven't I? Before you grab the cheese or the yogurt, you're pausing and asking yourself whether you are physically hungry or seeking to meet an emotional need in some way. Number three, be thoughtful in your decision making. Instead of acting impulsively or without consideration, Take the time to think through your options, consider the potential outcomes and make decisions that align with your goals or values. So an example of this would be to check out the restaurant menu online before you go and weigh up the option. And notice as I talk through these things, your brain might go to, but I just don't know how to do that. It's so difficult to do that. And if you find yourself in that place, what you are going to want to do, what I suggest you do to break down everything that you would need to do to make that easier into tiny, 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 tiny steps, and then just set about doing that in you know taking those small steps one bit at a time. So for example, if the you know the idea instead of acting impulsively or without consideration and taking the time to think through your options, you go to the place, but I just I don't have to do that because I've I'm eating whatever it is, you know, before I've thought about it or I don't even recognize that I chose the food on the menu that was going to, you know, out of alignment with my weight loss before I did it, or I woke up the next morning and noticed that I had that food hangover feeling. When you've got a step-by-step process of a way to help you through that, such as creating the habit of always looking at the menu in advance and always thinking about it in advance of being sat there at the restaurant with your friends, because when you do that, when you're making decisions from that place, you're using a different part of your brain. 
knowing that that's just one small step that you can do to help you makes it feel more possible and easier to do. Number four, consistency and alignment. Being intentional involves striving for consistency between your thoughts, words and actions. You aim to align your behaviours with your intentions and ensure that your choices reflect your values and desired outcomes. So an example of this would be that you stop telling yourself that you get through the day very well without drinking water when you're working out or wanting to actively increase your water consumption. So if you keep telling yourself that, oh my gosh, I don't know, I, you know, I survive throughout the day so easily, I can easily go the whole day and not drink anything and it doesn't seem to impact me at all, don't focus your mind on that. Focus your mind on all of the benefits that you are giving your body by staying really well hydrated. Number five is taking a proactive approach. So instead of merely reacting to external circumstances or individuals, take a proactive stance. Anticipate challenges, identify opportunities ahead of time and take deliberate steps to pursue your goals and bring about the desired change. So this might look like you anticipating that the day after you go out with friends with whom you normally enjoy drinking more than normal, you're going to be hungrier the next day and you're going to maybe crave some refined carbs. So you plan for that ahead of time, okay? You um, make sure that you've got lots of delicious foods in the fridge so that you can make a really tasty and filling brunch that is aligned with how you want to be eating. So that you're having you know, your favorite rye bread with some avocados and scrambled eggs, this is the sort of thing that I might like, um, and you're choosing to eat that rather than scavenging it around in the kitchen when you've got no food in the fridge, finding some leftover out-of-date biscuits that you eat because you're trying to, you know, fulfill that post-alcohol hunger urge. Okay. Number six, accountability and ownership. Being intentional means taking responsibility for your choices and actions. It involves recognizing that you have control over your decisions and the power to shape your own life. This might look like you reminding yourself that you are empowered to say no thank you in a very loving way when your friend offers you one of the biscuits she just baked. Number seven is reflection and learning. Intentional individuals regularly reflect on their experiences, successes and failures. They seek to learn from their past actions, make adjustments as needed and continuously grow and improve. This looks like you remembering that your weight loss journey fails are the key to your success. I encourage everyone inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy to be constantly checking in and reflecting and learning and showing their brain what's working, what's not working, what they are learning and what how they can take what isn't isn't working and what they're learning to decide what they want to do differently, experiment with next time or the next day or the next week. Okay. And also for this one, check out the podcast episode that I referenced earlier, number 53, which is called obstacle thinking. That's a really good episode for showing you how the things that get in your way or lead you to fail at weight loss, also the things that are going to help you create the long-term success that you want. All right. So we went quite on quite a willpower journey there, didn't we? We sort of like took a few different directions, explored whether thinking of, you know, wanting willpower or using willpower is a good thing or a bad thing. Of course, it's neither good nor bad. It's just about considering what works best for you. And my intention with this podcast episode is really to encourage you to question your thoughts about willpower and as I said whether they're helping you or hindering you and if you want you can choose to decide to abandon the idea of requiring willpower for weight loss and instead decide what would serve you better or you can choose to reframe willpower so that you're using it in very tiny doses that are easily replenished to help you create consistent habits that will help you on your weight loss journey. 
And if my approach of using intentionality instead of willpower resonates with you, why not come join us in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy? You can join us right now with annual membership and VIP private coaching support or when we open next monthly enrollment. And I'll share the next dates with you on an upcoming podcast episode soon. But in the meantime, find out more at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash enroll. You'll get all the information about the Lose Weight Live Life Academy there. And with that, I just want to say thank you for listening. And I look forward to talking to you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honored to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The program offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.